Hello, my name is Ben Jenkins and welcome to another episode of the New Grad Radio Podcast. The podcast following the experiences of a new graduate nurse starting into the intensive care unit. So it's finally happened. I finally experienced my first transfer down to CT. And not only was it my first transfer, but it was also my first independent transfer as well. Um, So I'll talk you through the experience and I'll talk you through exactly what I was thinking as I was doing it as well. So as I've sort of alluded to before, transferring a patient out of the ICU down to CT can certainly be a bit of a process, especially if that patient is intubated and ventilated. Um, For those patients who are intubated and ventilated, you need to ensure that you have a portable ventilator with you, which um, when you see what they look like, it's... It's not exactly what I expected it. It's honestly, I was expecting something a lot bigger. Um, but these portable ventilators are only tiny little boxy little things. Uh, and, to, and one of the things you need to do before you, you transfer these patients down is that you perform the safety checks. And to do that, all you do is you need a, a, an oxygen source. You screw it in and you literally just follow the instructions. It's um, quite straightforward when that happens. Um, but for my patient, for example, my patient was uh, had already been extubated. Um, they're on so it's patent, the patient's own airway, uh, and they were satting at 98, 99% on room air as well. So there was no indication to be giving any supplemental oxygen either. Um, and so they were only just requiring a um, a double check to make sure that there was nothing sinister on the CT to compare it to the previous one. Uh, before, if that one came back all clear, my patient was going to be transferred down to the ward during my shift. So, anyway, that was the the patient in a in a sense. Um, uh, and yeah, so the preparation that I needed to do to get this patient down to CT. So as so as I've mentioned, the patient did not need a, a portable ventilator. So that's something I didn't need to grab. What I did need to grab, uh, one of them's going to be uh, an oxygen cylinder. Um, with a bag valve mask attached to it as well as the suction uh, canister attached to it as well with extra things such as a, a non-rebreather mask, a, um, you know, just just little tiny oxygen things and, and abilities to be like a yanker sucker and a Y sucker as well. So that's, and making sure above all that the oxygen cylinder is full, uh, making sure that we, we have enough to be lasting us down and back. But again, I didn't need to use it during my shift, but you always need to make sure it's there, ready to go, just in case. Another thing that you need is the, the drug bag. So in these drug bags, you have everything from uh, you know, atropine to get your heart rate up. You've got medications such as hydralazine to get your blood pressure back up. You've got all these different medications all under the sun in this drug bag as your emergency bag, just in case. Um, but again, it was, a, it was an independent transfer, so it was just me going down with a porter. Um, but if I needed to use those medications for any sense, I could always call up and get someone down to, to help me through. But thankfully, nothing was needed for my transfer, so the bag was there just in case. And I, and I kind of know in a nutshell what's in that bag as well, because when you're often on uh, spare shifts, so when I'm not allocated to a patient, a few of the things, apart from helping other nurses if they need any help, is to be double-checking um, the, the crash carts uh, and going through making sure that these drug bags are all restocked and, and everything is within date. So I've made sure I know in a nutshell basically what's in this bag just in case I needed it. 
Uh, another thing you need is going to be uh, a, a defibrillator, so a little AED. Um, so the defibrillator itself is uh, making sure that that's there just in case the patient decides to go into a cardiac, a, into a funky rhythm um, that needs to be shocked, but thankfully the patient didn't need that either, so that's sitting there ready to go. And another one is going to be the portable monitor. So the monitor that we have in at the bed space in the ICU, there's, uh, it, it literally just, the, the little tiny socket component of it slides out of it and then it slides into this portable monitor. So all of the same monitoring um, that's done in the ICU bed space can be done on this portable monitor as well. So all of the same alarm parameters, all the same everything was all on this uh, little portable monitor as well. So in a nutshell, that's, that's pretty much what I, what I needed to, to take down with me. Um, the way it works to go down for a CT is that the doctor orders it. Uh, then the CT place will, will call me up on my bedside phone. We'll both organise a time together that suits the both of us. Um, and then when that time comes around, the CT place themselves will send up their own independent um, porter who will come in and transfer my patient from my bed space down to CT. Um, so at this time, so I've gone down by myself, often with patients who are very, very big sick, um, who are on a ventilator, they'll send down a doctor with, with the nurse to go for it. But since my patient was fairly well stable, um, they decided that, and I, I felt comfortable as well to take this patient down by myself. Um, and always, I, I wrote down on my arm the, the numbers. Um, I guess this is a paramedic in me as well. I wrote down on my arm the, the numbers just in case I needed to call someone in an emergency um, so I didn't have to go fluff around and waste time that uh, had the name and the numbers of who or who I'd call in case. Um, so yeah, I've taken the patient down and literally, like as all of these nurses and doctors have told me, this would have been the easiest transfer of my career. Um, nothing was really attached to my patient and down and back from CT would have taken no longer than 25 minutes in length. Um, as we've gotten down to CT, the, the CT operator was, was all ready to, all waiting for me. Uh, we've got the patient all next to the bed space. We've explained to the patient what's going to happen. We've transferred from my bed over to the, to the CT's bed. Um, the CT has, they have this capability in this CT um, for the operator to get all of my vital signs from my portable monitor up onto their own screen. So at no time did I ever feel unsafe that my patient was, um, uh, that I could always see what my vitals of my patient was, as well as just looking and talking to my patient before they go into the CT scanner. We literally go into the other room, we close the door to make sure we're not going to get all radiation. Um, the CT occurred, which literally only took like a minute at most. Before I know it, I was out there talking to my patient, transferring her back across to my bed and we're heading back up to my bed space. Um, again, the porter took me all the way back. I got everything from um, the bed, everything gets tangled and it's all pretty a mess and it took me a little while to get everything all reattached back up. Um, but yeah, I just the biggest things that I wanted to make sure is that yes, I've still got monitoring all, all attached to my patient, but um, I can't always trust monitoring. I always like to double check that I'm, I'm looking at my patient at all times, and I even say to my I even said to my patient, look, 
I'm going to be talking to you non-stop to make sure that you're all good. <laughs> so I just kept trying to kept maintaining constant communication with my patient to make sure that uh, nothing was, was going wrong and that they were pain-free and that their GCS didn't change or, or anything in, in, the, in the meantime. Um, but yeah, anyway, that was my first CT scan. It was, uh, I, I thoroughly enjoyed the experience. At no time did I feel unsafe. And again, if something were to happen, I always knew who to call just in case. Um, but the next best, the next big thing that I'm looking forward to is definitely going to be a, uh, a trip to MRI because there's a few diff- subtle differences that need to occur, such as extending the, the lengths of your tubing for patients who are still needing medications uh, during that time. Because uh, again, you can't be in the room when an MRI happens, and the MRI itself can take quite a lot longer than what a CT does. So, if you've got patients on propofol or you're trying to keep your patients sedated, um, as you can imagine, it'll be quite scary in the, in the MRI itself. Uh, you can't just be in the room bolusing. Um, you need to have like extended tubing, but it's not something I fully understand just yet because I haven't f- haven't uh, done it for myself yet. So. As soon as that happens, I'll certainly keep you in the know. But that was my first experience with CT, um, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. So I hope you've enjoyed this little experience, and I um, can't wait to talk to you next time.